0: We are going to continue today with my the, the topic, in fact, um, today will probably be the last time that we'll be speaking about our, our identity in Christ, but it's the last aspect of what um, all the different things that I've been sharing, and this, in what I'm sharing, I believe will really help all of us to draw closer to the Lord. then we, we looked at um, what is our identity, what the Bible says about it, the four ways our identity in Christ changes our lives, and how to build our identity. And today we're going to be looking at signs you may be losing your identity, signs that you may be losing your identity. And we, we know that this is a very fundamental topic because it actually applies to us as Christians. When we come to Christ, we receive a new identity. We receive um, rights and privileges. God places us, the Bible says... Um, he, 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 the Bible says that how God has given Jesus Christ a name that is above every other name and how we have been placed in the body of Christ and how we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and how we have been accepted in the beloved. And so as we have then been given rights and privileges as believers of Christ Jesus, the Bible is our guideline, is, is our book that actually helps us to go along the path that the Lord has set. And so today, I want us to look at five signs, five signs that are, we are losing our identity. And it's good to, I mean, this is not exhaustive. There are so many. But this with, with the time that we have, I believe this will help us with... Um, in looking at our lives. The first thing that I have here in actually seeing if our identity, if we are losing our identity is this, your personal devotion time has dwindled. Your personal devotional time has dwindled. Now, every single one of us here, has a devotional time. Some people is three hours, some people is two hours, some people is one hour, some people is 30 minutes, some people is 10 minutes. We've all got different times. But when our devotional time, our set time that we have with the Lord, where, where we come before the Lord, we come and we seek His face, And the scripture says this, that when we seek him, when we seek him with all our heart, then we'll find him. It's when we have that time where we've set aside, we've switched off the television, we've switched off social media, and we set that time. And if this time is compromised, and if this time is not, is, is, starts to dwindle, then there's a problem that really we're under attack. Some people may not look at it as like, it's, that is a big attack. Do you know the reason why? Because the enemy knows that there is life in us. Speak, just tuning in, just plugging in where we can receive the life of the spirit. This is where the enemy knows where he can try to take us out. Because he knows that's where our life and our strength is. As, as we're in his presence. And as we're just dwelling in his presence. So many things happens. So many things. The Lord at times brings freedom and deliverance to you. At times he brings words to you. About your life. About others. At times he brings Insights about things that needs to be done for the kingdom but when we are in his presence that is the time where we receive downloads from heaven and we receive insight as to what we need to do and this time where we when we're in his presence there are other things that takes place that I want to highlight here We receive strength from him. Because, you know, in this world, it feels like at times you've been beaten down. Let's just be honest here. It feels like you're beaten down. All kinds of things going on. You need to be in his presence to draw strength, to receive peace, to receive joy. And in particular, when your life is under attack and your spiritual your devotional time, your set time, because there's different times. There's your set time, there's spontane- spontaneity times, and there's special times where you go away and you spend your time with Him. And we need to be drawing from Him. There is never a greater time. At this time, we're, we're, we're on uncharted waters. We've never seen these unprecedented times before. It's, it's like every day something unfolds, something new. You can guarantee about COVID there's something new that's always unfolding, something new that's always coming, or it's a catastrophe that we've never seen before. But the Bible says that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my source, He's my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. And it's only in his presence that when we have our time with him, that the strength of the Lord, that the peace of the Lord, that the joy of the Lord will surround you. In amongst the craziness that is going on. And this is why we need to treasure. We need to respect and honor that time. Because this is the time when we're meeting with our maker. The maker of heaven and earth is coming to connect with us and download to us. He's wanting to bring answers. Ah, He's wanting to bring solutions to all of us. There is so many answers, questions that we have. So many answers that the Lord wants to give to us. But as, he, as I said earlier, when we seek him and then seek him with all our heart, not some, Not a little bit, but with all our hearts, genuinely and sincerely, you come before the Lord. You pour your heart out before him. You genuinely express how you're feeling so he can pour into you and give you the answers that you need. At times when you're in the presence of the Lord, he brings correction. I remember one time he gave me some correction. Wow, it was strong. Oh my goodness! There was one time I was—I think it was in my very early days. I was preparing for this word, and I—I was—I couldn't—I was trying to get hold of this person, and I said, "I need to get some information from them." And then in this—this this is in the presence of the Lord, and it's like that—if you could imagine some skittles, right? The, 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 if you can imagine two, um, each person was a skittle, right? Just imagine that. And the Lord says, don't trust in them, trust in me. Said, Whoa, said, okay, all right, Lord, all right. And when I saw that, that was like a vision to me. Wow, I said, well, that's a real, uh, this this is where the Lord had to correct me. But I'm saying this to say that we need his presence. We need to be in His, in the presence of the Lord. Another reason why we need to be here in the presence of the Lord is to worship Him. God has made us not only to be on this earth with an assignment, but ultimately we are to worship Him with our life, with everything that we have, with our strength, with our substance, with our energy, with our time. We are to worship him, not just come in here on Sundays and we we sing and sing sing along a song. No, we are to do it when we walk out through these doors, as we are amongst our families. When we are at work, we are to worship the Lord with our lifestyle, with our conduct, with our character, with how we conduct ourselves. When we are in the presence of the Lord, I like this one. He brings illumination, he brings revelation, he brings insight. I, I you know sometimes it, if it doesn't feel like it's, it's even flowing it doesn't feel like it's, it's coming but this you see God does these things at times because he wants us to pursue him. He wants us to chase him so that we can really be Locked in on who, in, in pursuing him so that we can put our attention and focus on him. Another reason is at times he does that because we he knows that it, depending on the, your age in the Lord, you know, sometimes your age in the Lord... You've been in the Lord for a while. So he says, right, I expect more from you. So I want you to pursue me. And so at times it may feel dry for a certain season, even for a long time. But we need to continually pursue with everything. With everything. The other thing we need to recognize with our devotional lives... And how, why the enemy is targeting this, is because the moment we come to Christ Jesus, we enter a spiritual warfare. The Bible says that He has, he has delivered us from the power and com, the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of His dear Son of His love. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter six, how finally my brethren be be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand it goes on to say stand therefore with your loins girt about with truth the truth and the breastplate of righteousness and see in in first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and we need to keep all these scriptures in mind because this is not a physical fight. This is not a wrestling match physically or a, a punch-up, but it's a punch-up in the spirit because it's a real, real spiritual battle. And so, with this in mind, we need to consistently keep our minds engaged on the fact that, you know, we need to keep on fighting and speaking, and declaring the word, and and being honest with each other. You say, you know what? I'm I'm feeling a bit like rubbish here, you know. Because the Bible says, confess your faults one to another. Amen? (laughs) Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And that's all very important. And so, we need to take deliberate steps. Because, look, we all know prayer it's it's, it's it's not easy. It, at times you get a, a lovely flow; it's just beautiful. Either you just keep on praying, and it's you know you feel His presence, all that kind of stuff. But then sometimes it's like, and you think, "What is this? Am I praying? What's what's that?" No, we have to continue because this is just what will cause the powers of darkness. To be terrified. In fact, you know, this is why the enemy is so terrified of us. You know, he's so terrified of us because of the Christ in us, the hope of glory. But the moment that it this 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 is this is what I I'm, I'm really praying for. You know, as soon as I wake up, I, I I'm so like, the first thing I'm doing is praying. This is not and then the devils go ah, they're they're terrified. As soon as I come, ah! I want to start speaking in tongues or something like that. And if the demons go, hey! So everywhere, because really, to be honest with you, right, it should really be like that, you know. It should, this, because it's, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So if Christ in us, the hope of glory is in us. It should be a case of that, the devils need to be terrified. But you know the first things we need to be recognizing who we have in, in us. So, the more we meditate, the more we chew, the more we look to the word, the more that we actually believe upon the word of the Lord, then it will be a case, we're we're, we're getting there. I tell you, man, sometimes I I see some of these, these, these men of God, man, they just walk into a place and all these demons start crying out. So, wow. You know why? Because the presence of God is strong upon their life and they recognize who resides in them. But the thing is, it's for all of us. It's not just for them, it's not just for the, 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 the ministers, you know. It's for every single one of us. The number two thing that I believe um, is the signs of you, you and I or losing our, our, our identity, is when our belief keeps shifting. Our belief beliefs keep shifting. It's like one day you believe in this, the next day you're believing that. There is so many different beliefs out there. just, just to give you a case and example, all right. So for so you, you have, for example, there's approximately four thousand two hundred religions in this world. There's loads of but at times. We take some of, I, I believe in this, I'm believing this today. I'm believing that today. And that, then, then it's, you get all, all messed up. Or another one. This, this is a very um, classic one. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm good, touch wood. Superstition. Superstition is another one. And that kind of thing, the, the Bible has a lot to say. But just one verse of scripture. That, that actually speaks about that. You it's, it's in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. And now before I read that, so I'm saying that when we hold on to superstitions or beliefs or different things from other religions, because sometimes things from other religions, you come and you mix it up in the, in the church, you mix it up with what you believe. No, we've got to believe the Bible. We've got to hold on to the word of God. And this is what I'm saying here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. It says, you've been raised on the message of faith and have followed sound teaching. Now pass on this counsel to the, to the, to the followers of Jesus there and you'll be a good, ser- good, a good servant of Jesus. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion and exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workout in the gymnasium. Yeah, workout in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so making you fit both today and forever. That's the message version. (laughs) <laughs> but my point is those different things, those ideologies and of, of man and stuff like that, we need to keep those away from us. We need to look to the word of God and feed off the word of God so that it doesn't ab- affect our belief system because ultimately our belief system is what's going to drive us and our belief system is what's going to help us to get from point, from point A to point B. So it's important. This is why the Bible says this. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. And it's not just the belief systems that we have to, you know, protect ourselves from. All kinds of things. We need to protect ourselves from unforgiveness. Oh, my goodness. The enemy really wants to target hearts, pollute hearts because he knows that when the belief system is targeted or there is unforgiveness in the heart, he knows that the prayer ain't going nowhere. The prayer will just sit where it is. You see, as we continue to just encourage each other, because listen, we all need encouragement from the pastor right down to the newest member. We all need to feed off the word And the way that we, 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 not only us feeding, but us us coming together and encouraging each other. Sharing a scripture here and there. Telling each, listen, you, you can do this, you know. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And encouraging and reminding each other about the prophecies that's been spoken over our lives. Because we've got an agenda in seeking to help and reach and save the lost. But we need encouragement along the way. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 verse 2, it says, set your mind, keep focus habitually on the things above, the things, the heavenly things, not on the things that are on the earth, which are only of temporal value, of temporal value. Listen, people of God, I I, I know it's not easy, you know, trust me. I've, I, 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 I know at times it's, it's a struggle, but I want to encourage you as best as I can, as much as I can. Seek the Lord, number one. Seek him with everything. The little time you have. If you've got a lot of time, great. Just use it. Because the days ahead, is, is gonna, is gonna, it's going to, pay, it's going to, it will pay off. It will pay off. Trust me, it really will. And then the second thing, make sure. That you your belief system has not been tampered with. The third thing that I want to mention in the next five minutes. There's no, don't worry, we'll, don't We will, we'll, we'll see if we can finish it in maybe another time. But actually, I'll rush for it because it's not um, much really. Number three, you've lost your passion for Christ. In fact, maybe I'll I'll, I'll really reside here. You've lost your passion for Christ. Now, do you, how many of us remember when we first came to Christ? How many of you can you remember when you was excited in the sense of not trying to say that you don't have any anything for Christ because we do have something. But I mean the passion was so overwhelming. It's like people say, "You're right. You're right." It's like you would be going about doing different things that maybe Giving people this leaflets about Christ and just keep on talking about Christ. Can't you talk about anything else? It's like you are just like overwhelmed about Christ. But then what happens is years later you start to just slow down. And then where's the, where's the pew? Where's the pew? Let me polish the pew. Let's give it a nice buff. Sit down. Get all comfortable, and then it's like the zeal for God's house, for God has kind of gone down. That's what I'm getting at. And I listen. I'm I, I'm I'm putting my hands up straight away, right? I'm not even going there to say that. My, there's, there's plenty. I'm praying that. I said, Lord, please forgive me, because I've noticed that my zeal has gone down for you, and I I want my the zeal for you to be much stronger than as it was in the beginning. Because really, there's a lot to do, you know. And if we try to do it in our own strength, it ain't going to do it. It ain't going to cut, cut, going to work at all. But I want to read this verse of scripture, and I know John Mark has spoken a lot about it in his, um, the book of, you know, from the book of Revelation. But it's, it reads this, it says... But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Now, this was talking about the Ephesian church. And and apparently the, the Ephesian church was like one of the greatest, greatest Christian churches in Asia Minor. And if you... Continue to read on in those verses of scripture in the in the book of Revelation. It says how they were really good with work their works and stuff, but it says if you don't repent, then I'll remove that candle away, which is talking about the church being removed. And unfortunately today that church is no longer there. It's it, it, that church was in Turkey, I believe, and that church now. Of that whole area, Turkey is like, like full of Islamic kind of, it's like maybe about 2% Christianity. It's gone right down. But God gave them a solution as to how they can come out of that situation. It was to repent. I've forgotten the other thing that I had here. It was to repent. Yeah, it was to yeah it was to remember and repent it was so is we need to remember where god has brought us from and we need to repent from actually not having a cold heart before towards the lord the most important thing if there's anything that you don't If you don't remember anything else today, just remember this, okay? The most important thing is that you love the Lord with everything. There is nothing else that's more important. No church services. No church meetings. That you love him with your whole heart. Love him. Love him. Give him your all. That's why it says in the book of Deuteronomy... That you should love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. This is the first and the great commandment. So I want to leave that with you. Are you loving the Lord with all your heart? Is he the number one? I know for me. If I'm honest, no, he's not. But I want him to be. I want him to be the number one in everything. And that there is true, true zeal and true love for him. Because that is what really, really matters at the end of the day. Because remember this last thing, I know my time's up. (laughs) We are pilgrims here. We're not going to be here forever. We are passing through. And as I was saying to Mecca the other day, at times we live here like we're living here forever, you know. But we're not. There's going to be, the Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die and afterwards a judgment. And I want to pray for all of us that God will really help us in how we devote our lives to him on a daily basis and devote our time. And so I'm going to pray for that right now. Lord, I come before you with your people. Lord, we recognize that, Lord, without you, we are truly nothing. We recognize that we are in great need. For you, you, Father, those online and those here physically, I pray that your Holy Spirit will move upon every heart and life. Continue to speak to every heart and life. Continue to touch and refresh and strengthen your people. Help us, Lord, to go to new depths and dimensions with you in loving you loving you with everything more than anything else or anyone that we will prioritize you and that we'll have a zeal for you in your house and that we will serve you with all our hearts oh father we pray help us with our prayer times help us with our word times help us lord We really need you. Lord, we really need you. We cry out to you today and we repent, Lord, of sin. We repent, Lord, of where we've fallen short. Lord, we ask you to forgive us, cleanse us today. Touch us, move upon our hearts so that we can be all that you need us to be in these last days. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen.